Bible, um, I was noticing that the Apostle Paul, he's been to prison. He was beaten up for preaching the gospel. Sometimes he had money. Sometimes he didn't have money. Sometimes people loved him. Sometimes he was rejected. But he said in all of those things, I know I can do all things through Christ because he gives me the strength. I work with about 40 families uh, in my job. Every family has a kid who has a disability. And sometimes it's very difficult for me, you know, during my job to, to keep everything together. And I need to remind myself that God is my strength. I can do all things through, through Jesus. And I don't know where you are today, what you're going through, what situation you might be facing. But I can tell you, whether you have a lot or a little support or you're by yourself, you can do all things through Christ. So let's pray this morning. Let's believe that God is good with us. Father, we thank you today for your goodness and for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord God, because just like the scripture says, anywhere we, where we are in life, there's a God right there who's looking for us, searching our hearts, and you give us the strength to do whatever we need to overcome in life. For anyone, Lord, who feels uh, sick today or with a financial need or just lonely or trapped, Lord God, somewhere, Lord God, uh, emptiness, I don't know. I pray today, Lord God, that this scripture, these words will be a reality in their lives that no matter where they are, they can do all things through you. They can overcome. They can uh, move on. They can move forward. They, they can be victorious, Lord God. So we thank you, Father, for your word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody says, please turn. Music stand. Okay. So I forgot to mention that if you speak Spanish or Magadasi, uh, oh, Malagasy, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't speak it, so I know the words are pretty long. I know that for sure. Uh, that there's a translator for you uh, in the life group if you desire to come. If you speak any other language, and we can reach out, you know, to other people who speak your language, uh, that'll be great as well. So a few years ago, I heard a story of a grandmother who was coming out of a supermarket in Florida. She was doing grocery shopping. I think she was about 80 years old. She was, you know. Um, and when she was coming out of the supermarket, she went to her car, got her keys, and she put the, the keys inside, you know, the lock, and she couldn't open, you know, the door of her car. So when she looked up, she saw a couple of people inside the car, and as soon as she saw those people, she stepped back, pulled again a, a, a gun out of her, her bag, and pointed at the people that were inside the car and said, get off the car now. And the people who were inside the car, they look at, you know, the grandma, they started the car, and they took off, you know, right away. So in the next five to ten minutes, you know, a few 911 phone calls, you know, started to come in. And then uh, the grandma, you know, was reporting that two people uh, were stealing her car and uh, she couldn't stop them. And then on the other side, the people who were inside the car, they were reporting that a grandma was assaulting them and they needed help as soon as possible. So what happened was 
you know how you go into a parking lot and you see cars that are similar to yours? Has it ever happened to you that you go to a car and you're like, oh, this is not my car. It's, it's somewhere else. So th that's kind of what happened. But the grandma, she felt a little guilty, you know, for several days. So today, I want to speak to you on the subject of making peace with yourself. And I want to speak specifically about self-forgiveness. So I want you to open your Bibles or your cell phones and, and underline this scripture because please, you need to learn from memory this Bible verse so that you can apply it into your life. So I want to read from Philippians 1 verse 6. The Bible says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Let me read it again. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Father God, we thank you today for this beautiful morning. Thank you, Lord God, for this time to, to hear your word, to read your word, and to apply it into our lives. I pray for anybody here today who feels guilty, anyone who feels that he or she is not doing well, anyone who feels like no matter how much they do, uh, they can't get any closer to you. I pray, Lord God, today that we will make peace with ourselves, we will forgive ourselves, and then we will allow you to continue the work that you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So too many people go around the church and the communities feeling wrong about themselves, sometimes for years. A lot of people don't like themselves. They don't like what they do. They don't like the habits that they have. They don't like the addictions that they have. They don't like the mistakes that they have made in the past. They have a past and they believe that God cannot forgive them or God cannot accept them because of what they've done or what they've gone through. A lot of people focus on their faults and their mistakes and they become so critical about themselves that they don't have peace in their lives and they are not happy. It's like a recording, you know, in their head that plays every single day. You're not good enough. You made these mistakes. You lost your temper. Uh, you are so impatient. Uh, you blew your diet yesterday with everything that you ate. Uh, you need to lose 10 pounds and you haven't accomplished it. And now we're going into March 2019 and you are going the opposite way. So a lot of people struggle and it is because there's this war going on inside our lives and inside our hearts that tells us that we are not good enough for God or we are not good enough for people or we are not good enough because we haven't accomplished the things that we said that we were going to accomplish or we feel guilty because we're not at the place where we wish, you know, we would be right now. But the truth of the matter is, and I want to share uh, about four points, you know, with you this morning, that according to the scripture, even though you feel guilty about yourself, even though you feel trapped about your, in yourself, even though you feel that you're not doing well, maybe spiritually, the Bible tells us that you're not a finished product. God is still working with you. The Bible says in Philippians 1.6, 
that he who began the good work in you, he will carry it on to completion. So God is saying, you do your part to change, but the one in charge of changing you, his name is Jesus. He is the one that changes your habits. He is the one that will get you out of the addictions. He is the one who forgives your past, forgives your flaws, forgives your faults, changes you so that you can become more than Christ. You are not supposed to go through life feeling wrong about yourself. You know, when I was five years old, um, I was a pastor kid. My dad was a pastor. Um, I remember that, you know, after we had communion, I would let everybody, you know, finish the service. People would leave, and I would go beyond the pulpit. We used to have, like, a big pulpit. And uh, I would go beyond the pulpit, and I would steal in my mind, you know, the little cookies and the apple juice, I mean, the, the grape juice, you know, that was used for communion. And I remember that I was five years old, and every communion, I was so excited because even though I couldn't take it, I was going to go behind the scenes and take it and eat it myself. So I was five years old, and I remember at that time feeling guilty about doing that because I thought I was wrong. I was sinning. I was like, God, forgive me because I ate, you know, the communion, and nobody knows. The fact of the matter is that nobody cared about what I was doing. Then I was 10 years old, you know, I would watch a lot of TV. Then I got to high school. I had a lot of friends. I played a lot of sports. Then I went to college and didn't know what major to take. I changed, you know, about five times, you know, different majors. And then the last time I changed, you know, the person told me, this has got to be the last time you change majors. Otherwise, you're going to have to go to another college. And then I graduated from college and then didn't know where to look for a job, where to find a job. And I continued growing. And the fact is that at every stage, in my life, I would always feel guilty about something that I was doing. And this is the truth of the matter, is that as you live your life, you're not supposed to be living your life feeling guilty about everything you can do, everything you are not doing well, everything that is not happening in your life. You got to give God space so that he can finish the work. He can continue to work the process that he has in your life. So today, this morning, quit beating up yourself for not being in the place where you are supposed to be. Keep punishing yourself. Quit overanalyzing your weaknesses. Quit beating yourself, your heart, your mind for just not being done with that addiction that in your eyes you should have quit already. But the fact of the matter is that Jesus is working a process in you and he will carry it on to completion. You know, 2 Corinthians 3.18 says that God changes us from glory to glory. The truth of the matter is that God is not done with you. Even us, you know, as pastors, you know, Pastor Henry will tell you we have to improve as Christians. Um, we're not there yet. God is doing a process in us. We have to come to Christ and let our weaknesses, you know, before God so that he can also forgive us and work with us so that we can do better. We can be, you know, better Christians. But the Bible says that God takes you from glory to glory, meaning that the stage where you are right now, instead of feeling guilty about, being, about not being good enough, Feel joy in your life because where you are right now is where you are and is where God is taking you to where you need to be. 
Enjoy the place where you are. Enjoy the stage where you are. Whether you are a teenager or a college student or a single person or a married person or a divorced person, stop beating up yourself about the things that you have done in the past and believe that God will take you from one stage to another stage and he is the one that will finish the process in you. Sometimes, you know, you may feel that, you know, um, uh, Franklin, if, if you knew what I do, if you knew the things that I do during the week, if you knew my thoughts, if you knew, you know, what happens to me, everybody has something, you know, that they need to work on. When, when I got my job, you know, that I currently have, I remember that one of the things that God started working in my life was patience. Why? Because I do a lot of driving all over Los Angeles, you know, visiting clients from my company. And pretty much 99% of the families that I visit, they have a complaint. And sometimes, you know, they want to make you feel that you are the one guilty for not providing the services that they deserve or that they think that they need. So I used to go to one home, to every home, you know, just being rebuked by people. You're not doing good enough. Or your company is this. Or you guys are not providing this service. Or you are here. You should be doing that. And I remember that the first three months in my job, I started to feel depressed. And I started to feel like, God, I don't know if this is for me. I mean, I'm hearing bad news every single day. And then when I drive on the freeway at 7 a.m. in the morning in the 605 South, close to El Monte, close to Downey, when you drive on the 10 freeway, you know, approaching downtown Los Angeles, there's a lot of mean people that get in your way. They honk at you. They do gestures, you know, with hands to you. They use the F word. It is not food. They cost you out. And after three months, I started to realize maybe patience is one of the things that God is trying to finish or do in my life because I am not a finished product. God is still working in my life. So you are not a finished product. God is working still with you. At the same time, not only do you have to understand that God is not done with you, you also have to understand that you need to accept the place right where you are and not feel guilty. Take it from there and start improving with the help of God. You know, when, when you go to the doctor sometimes uh, with a pain, they take you into an office and they show you uh, like a poster uh, with numbers from 1 to 10. And sometimes the nurses or the doctors, you know, they ask you from 1 to 10, where is your pain? Like, where do you qualify yourself, your pain is? So you tell them five, you tell them six or seven. If you want the doctor to give you medication right away, then you say 10. Um, but, you know, you give yourself a number, and that's kind of what happens, you know, in our spiritual lives. We have to give ourselves a number and say, this is where I am, and Lord, I need you to help me out. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. I was reading the scripture, you know, this week because one of the doctors of the law came to Jesus to ask Jesus, okay, Jesus, so out of the 10 commandments or out of the 613 commandments that the law produced out of the 10 commandments, what is the most important commandment? And Jesus said, well, the most important commandment is that you love your God with all your strength, with all your mind, with all your life. 
And then Jesus said, and the second commandment is very similar to the first one. You got to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know what? I was thinking that sometimes in churches we talk a lot about loving our neighbor, loving our enemies, but loving God, but we never talk about loving ourselves. And then if you, if you preach a message on loving yourself, then somebody comes to you and says, oh, you're preaching the prosperity gospel. You shouldn't be doing that. Or you're bringing humanism into the church or, you know, whatever. But the truth of the matter is that Jesus said in order to love your neighbor, you have to love yourself. You have to be happy with yourself so that you can be happy with other people. If you don't love yourself, if you are not happy with yourself, sooner or later, what you have inside will start projecting in the outside. And people will start to notice that not only do you not love people around you, but you don't love yourself. So it is important that we accept right where we are in the process of God and say, God, uh, just you know where I am right now. I pray that you continue to finish the process that you have in my life. When you mess up, when you lose your temper, when you make a mistake, when you do something that you think is not right, instead of punishing you and, and feeling so guilty about it, come to God, ask for forgiveness, and tell Jesus, Jesus, please continue to work the process that you have in my life so that I can accept where I am, not just feel, feel guilty about it, do something about it and continue moving on, moving forward. So what I'm asking you today, this morning, is that you like yourself. You need to like yourself, you know, where you are. You are going to be with you for a long time. You can get away, you know, from your parents. You can get away from your friends. You can get away from the pastor. You can get away from your mother-in-law. You can get away from your grandchildren. You can get away from many people, but you can never get away from you. You will be with you for a long time. You will go with you to sleep. You will go with you to work. You will take a shower with you. You will even take vacations with you. So wherever you go, whatever you do, you is going to be with you. So you might as well start liking yourself and let Jesus finish the process that he has for you. So whatever you are in this morning, I want to encourage you, whatever you are, open your heart. Yes, repent if you have done something wrong. But repentance is not for you to feel guilty about your life. Repentance is the way out that Jesus created so that you can be clean, you can be prosperous, you can get up, you can move forward, and that you can accomplish everything that God has created you for you to be. Sometimes God will leave a couple of weaknesses in your life. Because imagine if God transforms you completely and you are perfect, then you're not going to depend on God for anything else. The Bible says that, you know, the apostle Paul came to God or Jesus, you know, about three times and prayed, God, I pray that you take this thing that is bothering me. Take it away. Take it away from me as far as possible. And God said, Paul... My grace is sufficient. 
So God did not take that weakness away from the Apostle Paul. Why? Because through this weakness, the Apostle Paul learned how to depend on God. Another thing that I want to share with you this morning about forgiving ourselves, making peace with ourselves, is that you have to keep your faults and your flaws into perspective. Philippians says, again, that he who started the good work in you, he will carry on to completion. But when we do not keep our lives and our mistakes and our errors and our flaws and our faults in perspective, one of the things that we start doing is that we start comparing ourselves with other people. We start to see how other people, you know, are doing well, are doing great. And sometimes, you know, we say, God, why don't I have, you know, what they have? Or why am I not, you know, like that person? Or why did she get married and I didn't get married? We met the same guy at the same time. I thought he was going to be for me. And now she took him away. So sometimes we get in the place of comparing ourselves to others. And you, we shouldn't be doing that because we should only compare our lives to Christ. He's the only one that you can take and you said, where am I, you know, with him? How is my process connected to him? So keep your flaws in perspective. And not only that, but yes, we do have to do our part. You do have to do your part. You do have to come to church. You do have to pray. Uh, you do have to read the scripture. Because you have to do your part, but remember that he who started that process in you, he is the one that will complete that process. Before we started the service today, I was, I was very happy because um, we have this young couple that visits our church uh, very often, and nobody invited them. They just popped up out of nowhere to church. You know, they brought their kids, and we were just excited that they came here, but Today, you know, before the service, they, um, they sent me a text message, and they said, oh, we're sorry, you know, we're not going to be able to go to church today, um, but we'll be there with you uh, next Sunday. So I was like, wow, you know, they, that's great that they feel, they feel that they should be here, but they're, they're going somewhere else, but it's so great that they feel like that's our part, that's our job, my part is to go to God, to go to Christ, to go to church, and God continues to do, you know, the rest in our lives. So things will continue to change in our lives, but keep your flaws in perspective. You know, maybe things are not so bad as you think they are. Why are you regretting things that happened to you or you did in your past years ago? When the Bible says that when you come to Christ and you apologize and you ask for forgiveness, God automatically forgives you, and he makes you a better person. So if you're feeling guilty about something that happened to you a long time ago, put it on perspective. It was the past. You were not doing well. You probably didn't have a lot of support from other people. But the main and important thing right now is that you are here today, and you came here at 10 in the morning. Do you realize how big that is getting up in the morning on a Sunday and go to church? It's a big deal. So you came today, and now let Christ continue that process in you. Last thing I want to mention today is that when it comes to allowing God to finish his process in us, 
and us doing our part, we also need to focus on improving ourselves, our strengths. A lot of us, you know, many times we focus only on the negatives of our lives, of the things, you know, that have gone wrong. But it is proven there's research out there, especially by John Maxwell, a leader specialist that tells people that working in your strengths, working in the things that you are doing well is way better than regretting and complaining the things that you can't change or you can't improve that much. So you take your life, you know, right now, okay, uh, I'm not perfect, but I'm going to church. I will do my best not to miss church. Or, okay, uh, things that are out of control right now, but I have to go to the life group. Because right there, I will see happy people. People will greet me. We will read the word of God. We will pray for each other. A couple of Thursdays ago, I was impacted by, um, by the opinion that Nina gave in the life group. We were talking about not giving up on each other when it comes to meeting together because that's what the Bible says. And Nina said, when you are not here, we missed you because the group needs your perspective. The group needs what you have to say. The group needs your life right here so that we can also learn from you and we can benefit from what you have to share. So... Take the strengths, you know, that you have, work your way up, and allow Christ to continue to work in your weaknesses, but focus on what you can do very well. A few years ago, you know, I, I, had, to, I had to make a decision because when you are young, you just think up so much, you know, about so many different things. Uh, first, I wanted to be um, like a star soccer player. And, and, you know, I, I compare myself to Maradona, Pelé, and I was like, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be someone. So I was very good, you know, playing soccer. Then when I was 18, I changed, and I said, uh, I don't want to be a soccer player anymore. I'm going to be a rap singer. I'm going to start singing rap music. And, you know, I got a baggy jeans and a torn T-shirt, in the back said, hell no. So I would go with my friends, you know, sometimes to evangelize on the streets. And believe it or not, I'm very good at singing rap music. In Spanish, of course, Spanish. So, but once I came to the States uh, and I went to college, nobody cared about rap music. Like I wanted to sing rap music, you know, in chapel. And I used to be very good at, you know, uh, improvising and give me a topic, man, and I'll start going up. You know, you will see me and blah, 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 and Jesus Christ, you know, in the hood, and you will, you will understand how important God is for you. I was even changing my accent. But nobody cared about rap music, you know, uh, in my school. They were like, you listen to rap? And I was like, yeah, yo, you should see me, man. Dude, this is cool. And... Um, Okay, so nobody cares, especially rap music in Spanish. I was like, okay, so I guess I will leave that aside. And one time I heard John Maxwell saying that the greatest challenge that he had had in his life was to lead himself well. And that expression stuck in my mind so deeply, and I was like, leading yourself well. You know, that makes sense. So I began to study leadership, and leadership and leadership, 
started buying books on leadership, improving myself, leadership, improving myself, helping others improve. I got so many books on leadership, you know, a few years ago that one time the police show up in my neighborhood because they were looking for some guy that had skate. And the police and the SWAT team, you know, they were going apartment by apartment. And I had two Christian roommates, you know, living with me. And you know how the cops are, if you have experience, you know, a police officer going to your house, they don't ring the bell, you know, they practically boom, 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 boom. And uh, so the police show up, and as soon as I open my door, uh, one of my roommates, you know, he ran to his room and hid under the bed, and I was like, what's going on here? And then my other Christian roommate, he stayed with me, and they were looking for somebody. They went to my room and searched, and the police officer came up, and he said a bad word. Uh, he said, wow, I have never seen so many books on leadership in my life. Let's go, guys. Let's go. <laughs> so he left. Of course, you know, then I had to talk to my roommate, hey, bro, you know, why did you run when you saw the police officers? Is there something I need to know, you know, because we're, we're roommates and I should know if, you know, but he never told me. But anyways. So, but you know what? I had to make a decision. Am I going to continue regretting what I can't do, what I am not able to do, or what happened to me in the past? Why not making a decision and focusing on the things that I can do, of the things that I'm doing right, and increase that, and allow Jesus to finish the process in you? It's very difficult to, to change yourself. And if you continue in life feeling guilty about you, feeling guilty about things you, you can't do, feeling guilty because you... You could have been a better husband, a better parent, a better wife, a better pastor, a better leader. It's going to be tough. And you are going to be with you for a long, long time. I want to pray this morning for you. And I want to encourage you, wherever you are in your walk with God today, believe this word. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. Believe this book that says... That he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until Jesus comes. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this time that we are here in this church. Sometimes, Sir God, going through your process is hard. It's difficult. We make mistakes. We mess up, Lord God. Sometimes we lose our temper. Sometimes, Lord God, maybe when we drive, Lord God, maybe we don't, we don't drive in a Christ-centered way. Little things or big things, whatever it is, Lord God, that we have in our lives, we need to believe that you are the one changing us. We have to do our part. We have to continue meeting up. We have to continue going to church, going to the life group, praying and reading the scripture. But, Lord, we need to quit feeling guilty about things that could not have been or didn't happen or happened to us and enter into this beautiful relationship that we have with you. You accept us not because of our performance, not because of how good we are. You accept us because Jesus Christ died on the cross for us. I pray right now, Lord God, for anybody who might be struggling with this, that you give them hope that God is still working in their lives. Thank you, Jesus.